This podcast is a production of Schweitzer, a United Methodist Church, transforming lives by making disciples of Jesus Christ. Roll camera? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're rolling on everything, so whenever you're ready, you just stare straight ahead the okay. whole time and act like we're not here and the other camera's not here. Okay, cool. Um, I grew up 18 years of my life, uh, my first 18 years of my life in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I had a great faith community around me. I grew up going to the exact same church as my grandparents, my aunts and uncles. Uh, my parents were always uh, growing me in my faith. And then uh, when I graduated high school, I came down to uh, Missouri State University. At the time, it was Southwest Missouri State University. Came down for music is what I thought I was going to do is study music. And uh, it wasn't until that uh, the end of my first semester that I chose to drop that major. Um, and uh, when I chose to drop that major, I had no idea what, all of a sudden what I was supposed to be doing with my life. I had no idea what I was gonna study in college. I had no idea what I was gonna do for a job out of college. And it was at that time when I started to kind of um, move in different directions, trying to find my, my capabilities and my, my passions in life. And, and I heard a story one time about a man um, that gets dropped in the middle of a maze. And uh, he's trying to search his way through this maze and get out of the maze. And he's stressed out and, and, and he wants out. And he comes across a man in the maze. And we'll call this man, man number one. And this man tells him, it's okay, don't worry. There's multiple exits to this maze. You know, just, just take your time. You can find your way out. Good luck. And so this man, you know, he, he continues his way to try to get through this maze. And, he comes across a second person, and this second person, man number two, tells him, hey, listen, I can see something's wrong. I can see you're trying to find your way out of here. I've got the way out. There's one exit out of this maze. And if you're willing to follow me, I'll lead you out of this maze. Just walk right behind me, and I'll lead you out. And come second semester of my freshman year of college, um, I can honestly say is when I really decided again to, uh, to follow Jesus, to, uh, to make him the way of my life. And, and it wasn't until then, when I chose to follow Him, and I chose to let Him lead me, um, that I found my way, I found my passions, I found my friends, I found my family. Um, and that's really when my ministry started, was my second semester, when I chose to follow Jesus. It's through that decision, my second semester of college, that led me to where I am today. I've got a great job, I've got a great family, a great wife, a great little girl named Chloe, all because I chose to follow the path and the way that Jesus had for me. My name is Tim Smith, and I am following Jesus. So we're grateful to Tim this morning, Tim Smith, our director of youth ministries, for that witness uh, about how he's following Jesus. And we're going to come back to something he said in that video later in this message. Today we are beginning a new series of messages on I Am, the I Am sayings of Jesus. Um, Jesus had some rather staggering claims he's made about himself. And as you think about these statements of Jesus, he doesn't give us a lot of wiggle room in terms of uh, who is he really. In fact, in the Gospel of John, uh, about 14 or 15 different times, Jesus makes this I am statement. I am. And in the Bible, this I am stuff is big stuff. Because that was the way in the scripture that God identified himself. You may remember the story of Moses where God appears to Moses in the burning bush. And God says, I am that I am. 
And so when Jesus comes on this scene and he talks to these religious leaders and he's making all these points about who he really is, revealing himself, he makes a statement, a staggering statement, that before Abraham was born, I am. So he was always in existence. There was never a time when he didn't exist. In fact, Jesus Christ claims to be God. What a staggering claim. It really got him into trouble. In fact, that's what led him to be crucified on the cross. So in this series of messages, as we look at seven of the I am statements of Jesus, I want you to ask yourself a couple of questions. Whether you're at Renovate, whether you're watching this on a podcast, or whether you're live right here this morning, ask yourself these two questions. Who is Jesus Christ? And who is Jesus Christ to me? I can't imagine any more important questions to ask ourselves than that. Who is Jesus Christ? And who is Jesus Christ to me? And so we're going to look at who Jesus says he is according to the Gospel of John. We're going to look at Jesus in his own words. And in every one of these seven messages leading up and continuing through Easter, my goal is that we let Jesus speak for himself and not get in the way. All right? Okay. Let's, learn, let's look at the Gospel of John, the 14th chapter. The first 11 verses of what Jesus has to say to his disciples. Now, as Jesus says these words, this is the last conversation he has with them before he goes to the cross. Jesus has shared the Last Supper with them. He's washed their feet and is preparing them for his exit in this world. And so Jesus says these words to his 12 disciples. They're recorded for us that we might too hear the claims of Jesus in our own lives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. My Father's house has plenty of room. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. 
how can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me. Or at least believe on the evidence of the works themselves. So let's look at some of these key phrases that Jesus says to his disciples about himself. He starts out by saying, don't let your hearts be troubled. You know, elsewhere he says, in this world, there's lots of trouble. There's problems. You're going to have problems and struggles in this world. Adam asked the question earlier, if you're going through a storm, if you're hitting a speed bump. You know, I find life at least with one speed bump after another, if not a lot of mixture of storms. We will have trouble in this life. But Jesus says, don't let it get to you. Don't let your hearts be troubled about it. Don't fret. Don't worry. Don't stress out. Why? Because you can trust. If you trust in God, trust also in me. Jesus is clearly saying that when you have me, you have God. When you have God, you have me. It's a package deal. And then Jesus goes on to talk about the Father's house. He says, in, in my Father's house, there's many rooms. Now, Jesus loved to call God Father. Actually, he loved to call God Daddy, Abba. And he taught us that we, you and I, we can call God Daddy too. In fact, Jesus is inviting us into the family, into this intimate personal relationship with his daddy, that we're family. Kind of reminds me of that Robert De Niro uh, movie, Meet the Parents, you know, the circle of trust. Jesus is saying, you're in the circle of trust. And we're family together. And our brother, Jesus, seems odd, doesn't it, to call Jesus brother? But yeah. Lord God Almighty, yeah? Brother? Yes. Brother Jesus says, I'm going to go to Daddy's house. I'm going to prepare a room for you. I'm going to come back. And we're going to be together. My father's house. And when Jesus talks about daddy, the father's house, he's not talking just about heaven. Heaven is more than a, than a geographical location. He, he, in fact, he goes on, if we were to continue reading through the Gospel of John, he goes on to say that daddy and I, we're going to come and we're going to set up residence right here in your heart. Wow. Wow. So Jesus is saying, life's a problem. Life's a maze. Life's a struggle. But I am here with you, and I'm going to show you the way. Uh, Tim earlier talked about a maze. He talked about how that uh, there's two different guys that pop up in the maze and you're somewhere in that maze, and you're lost, and one guy says to you, well, what does he say? 
And there's lots of different ways out of the maze. Figure it out for yourself. <laughs> but there's this second guy. There's this second man that comes and he says, I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm going to show you your way out of the maze. It's like, I'm going to be your personal tour guide. There's a big difference between those two different approaches. There's two different differences about those two different guys that show up in the maze of life. Jesus is the second guy. Religion has a lot to do with us trying to figure out our way out of the maze to God. But Jesus is unique. Jesus says, I have come to where you are. You don't have to come where I am. I come where you are. And I'm going to show you. I'm here with you out of the maze. A couple of weeks ago, uh, I went to Houston with Mark McNally and Jake Hotchkiss down in Houston. And Houston's a big city, and I don't want to throw my, uh, anybody under the bus, but Mark said he had been to Houston and knew his way around. Not true. Uh, he'd been to Houston. But Houston's a big place. <laughs> and we were trying to figure it out. And I figured out, well, the best thing to do have Mark drive, have Jake run the GPS, and I'm going to be looking at the actual physical signs, like detours and things like that. And among the three of us, we got our way around Houston, sort of, kind of. How different it was five years ago when Susan and I went to Spain. Now, getting to Spain on our own was tough. We had mechanical problems before we left Springfield, go figure. We got to Memphis late. We had to be rerouted to Holland. We had to wind our way, find our way around an airport in a strange land, different language in Holland to connect to Madrid. And we got to Madrid and still same kind of deal. And then finally, you know, after about 24 hours, we make the flight to Valencia. And we're tired and we're stressed. And believe it or not, I'm not in the best of moods. And... Uh, but all things changed when I saw Alexandra's face. I could perfectly relax because she was our personal tour guide. She was there with us. She knew all the ways to get around Spain. She knew the language. She was on the way with us. So Jesus makes this striking statement. I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Now, I'm going to say something that's going to sound like heresy, and if it's uh, heretical to you, please stay with me. Don't walk out of the room yet. Jesus Christ is not the way to God. Jesus Christ is not the way to heaven. Now, before you text that or tweet that, let me say what I think Jesus is really saying. He's the way of God. He's more than the way to God. He is God. 
He's much more than the way to heaven. He brought heaven. He brings the kingdom of heaven. He's more than the way to figure out truth. He said, I am truth. He says, I am life. Now, while we're speaking heresy, let me say something else heretical. I don't think the Bible is the revelation of God. The Bible does not claim, in essence, to be the revelation of God. The Bible is the record of the revelation of God. Jesus Christ is that revelation. Jesus Christ really is God. And he's here among us. That's what he's saying. You got God, you got the Father. You got Jesus, you got the Father. This is staggering stuff. And C.S. Lewis said that when you look at the claims of Jesus, he doesn't give us any wiggle room. The great 20th century apologist says, you know, he's either Lord or he's a liar. Biggest liar to ever walk the earth. Or he's a lunatic. And many people thought he was crazy in making those claims. Who do you think Jesus Christ is? Who is Jesus Christ to you? See, Jesus said to the religious leaders who knew all this scripture, he said, you search the scriptures because you think in the scriptures you find life, you have life. You don't have life in scripture. He says, I am life. You have life in me. Do you know me? Are you following me? You know, Philip doesn't get it. He says, well, Jesus, why don't you just show us the Father, and that's, that's good enough. And I think Jesus has got a real angst in his spirit when he responds to Philip. He says, really, Philip? Have I been with you all this time, Philip, that you don't know me? Don't you know that when you have me, you have the Father? My friend Bob Lund uh, went to Vegas recently. He doesn't, he doesn't tell me what he did in Vegas. <laughs> but he said in getting to Vegas, he had a coordinator that was a Mormon, a Latter-day Saint. And it was comical, he said, as his friend, was, his LDS guy, was sharing with him uh, what to do in Vegas. He said, now there's these great casinos that you can visit. None of you would know anything about that. And there's... Uh, there's some really great restaurants and some great coffee shops. And, and uh, Bob says, boy, you seem to really know your way around Vegas. He says, yeah, I do. He says, I can't gamble. And, and I can't drink. And I can't go to the coffee shops. But I sure go and watch everybody else do it. And I think so often we have made Christianity just kind of that. Christianity is a spectator sport or it's something we watch other people do or Christianity is all about the things you can't do or you don't get to do rather than knowing Jesus as all the things that you can do 
that knowing Jesus is having a peace and a joy in your life that no matter what's going on, he's there in the maze with you. I had a, a friend um, about 14 years ago in this church who I'll call his name Tom. Tom came to Christ, and he knew Christ in a real personal way, the way that Jesus is saying that we can know him. And I remember Tom's previous life, and I remember the radical change that took place in his life. And, and I'll never forget what Tom said to me. He said, thank you, Bob, for introducing me to the life I never knew. I just love that. To me, that's the best description of Christianity or what it means to be a part of the movement of the faith. Thank you for introducing me to the life I never knew. I wish the story ended there, but it doesn't. About a year later, I remember Tom coming up to me in the foyer one Sunday morning. He looked me right in the eye and he said, I'm leaving. I'm going back to my old life and have some fun. It was like someone just took a, a blow to my stomach. And friends, those things happen. So I want to ask you to ask yourself, where are you? in your relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you active spiritually? Are you growing? Are you pursuing Christ in your life? This may seem like a really odd question, but are you having fun? <laughs> Do you know the adventure of what it means to know and follow Jesus. Oh, we live in such a confusing time. We live in a time where there's all kinds of different theological debates. And we live in a time, my friends, when many people feel like Jesus is important and prestigious, just as Confucius is, and Gandhi, and Muhammad, and the Buddha. We have to watch ourselves because sometimes Christians think they're better than other people just because they're Christians. Christians aren't better than people of other religions. Christians aren't better than people of no religion at all. But that is not to say that there isn't a striking difference between, between the claims of Jesus Christ and the claims of other people of other faith. We have to decide who Jesus Christ is and who we are in our relationship with him. I want to close out with uh, just leading us in a little bit of a prayer this morning, a, a guided prayer. And uh, if we would look at the maze, 
I'd like to ask you to visualize yourself. Where are you in that maze today? Life's a maze. I mean, life is confusing. Life is tough. We all are in this maze. Where are you? Have you located yourself? Now, where, where also then is Jesus Christ? in this maze. See, the amazing thing about the message of Jesus is Jesus is saying to us, we don't have to figure out our way out of the maze or around the maze. Jesus Christ comes to us wherever we are in that maze, whoever we are, whatever we've done. And he is saying, I am. I am there for you. Will you let me be the way of God for you? Will you let me be the truth of God for you? Will you let me be the life of God for you? Maybe you're someone that started following Jesus, but, but you stopped, and he's gone around the corner, he's gone around the other way, and you can't find him anymore. But visualize in your mind Jesus turning around, coming back toward you, walking toward you. What does Jesus want to say to you? What do you want to say to Jesus as he walks toward you in the maze of your life? I just want to give you a moment of silence and let you have a conversation with Jesus, who is the way, who is the truth, and who is the life.